I'm Teffer. And I'm Eunice. Welcome to Yeah, a show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah! Yeah. We'd like to take this time to acknowledge that the studio where we record is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship to the land you live on and the indigenous communities of that area. So this week we are continuing graphic novel March with uh, Himawari House by Harmony Becker. And Eunice, this was your pick, so why don't you introduce it? Yeah. Um, so this is a charming graphic novel um, about main character now who um, was born in Japan um, and then uh, to biracial parents and then uh, kind of grew up and then um, during her childhood moved to America um, and is now um, returning back to Japan um, to reconnect with her heritage. And so she comes to this house um, in Japan with uh, which she shares with a bunch of other um, students um, who are studying, some um, doing study abroad programs, others who are from Japan, um, and they, um, it's just a charming story about, um, like, different cultures um, and finding who you are. So, yeah, it was, there are some really great, um, there's actually three um, different storylines or three different perspectives being told three main characters who live in this house together um and yeah it's a charming story about uh friends who are um connecting with each other when there's a language barrier and um what it means to live internationally yeah i went into this one uh with no knowledge of the book i didn't like i didn't look anything up I like saw it on the list. I just ordered it and got it. And it was really, I really enjoyed it. I love, I feel like this is something we've talked about a few times recently, but I really like seeing the representation of a diversity of like Asian experiences because so often, especially in YA, it's like, well, we talked about this in Tokyo Ever After. Um, and also in uh, uh, what was the the K-pop one that we like just did? Um, this has been coming up a fair bit. XOXO. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's really I really enjoyed seeing because of the three main characters, one is from Singapore, one is Korean, and then there's now who's Japanese American, and um, I really really enjoyed, especially as somebody who's like pretty outside of all of those cultures, um, seeing that like. The similarities, the differences, the language, the way this book plays with language is so cool. I'm sure mm-hmm. we will get into that plenty. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. And what I really, I'm, I'm, I realized reading this book that I'm a real sucker for like uh, a plot that is driven by like really tight limits. 
Like, this book is a year. She's there for one year. She's taking a gap year. She doesn't know anybody coming into it. And then, like, of course, you stay in touch with people, but it's, like, not the same when you leave, right? And there's something about having, like, a tight time limit on the narrative that does things with pacing that I really appreciate and also does things with closure. Like, the closure is built into the narrative, or the, the closure is imposed on the narrative. The narrative doesn't impose the closure. And that's like a really, it's a device we don't get to see that often. Like we usually see stories just play out. But when you have something that's like a gap year or like I'm thinking of like Bloom Ability, which is a very old book um, <laughs> that's like based on a summer program. And I don't remember like much about it at all, except that I also liked that like imposed deadline thing. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I've also never seen mm. multiple plot lines in a graphic novel before mm. or multiple perspectives mm -hmm. like that. I am a graphic novel newbie, but. <laughs> yeah, um, I like that you brought up pacing um, because I think so many times when I pick up a graphic novel, um, I'm always, I think, shocked by like the pacing of it. Mm. Um, and um, like sometimes I think like I want more story. Uh, but then for like books like this, where um, it is like that time, that set time period, I think um, it lends itself really well to the graphic novel format because you can kind of just like pick up like in the middle um, mm -hmm. and build the context with like pictures, um, with the illustration, but then also with the dialogue. Um, so I think that it like something like that lends itself really well to the graphic novel format. I love reading graphic novels and um, like have just like really picked up on reading them like in the past like maybe five or so years. Um, and I think that like the storytelling has to be super tight mm -hmm. for it um, because you they're usually just like shorter um, and it, there's not as much to work with. Um, so you really have to like kind of do your world building and your character development like like find really clever ways of mm -hmm. doing it um and i think that it really worked well with this book um the three perspectives um i think um like each person had their distinct voice mm -hmm. um not only through language but just through like um and yeah i really definitely want to talk about like the things that um harmony becker did with the language which was really cool um but just yeah like their um voice on page really shines through and they're three distinct characters with different um backgrounds and um different motives for why they're studying mm -hmm. abroad in japan um and it was beautiful to see that story unfold yeah the um the styles uh, one of the things that I think we've been kind of noticing in this month where we're like focusing on graphic novels, we talked about this a little bit in The Girl from the Sea. I think we maybe did not talk about it as much in Graceling since my guest was eight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, is is how much work is done visually, especially with characterization. Um, so there's a lot that can be communicated for the character by their body language, by their facial expressions, and this one, like, daily routine became a really big part of it. So, um, you know, you see people 
doing their skincare or going for a run or just the different ways that um, that they live and that gives you some information about who they are the 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 visual shortcuts I guess to pushing the plot along and also to fleshing out characterization are really really great and yeah they are you know three very very distinct characters from the very beginning yeah um everything from their facial expression to just like the attention to detail of like facial features even Mm -hmm. i think was like really apparent in the way that harmony becker decided to portray each character and like I definitely got the sense that she, like, was very familiar with different, um, like, Asian ethnicities. And not only in language, but you could tell from the way she was drawing um, the characters. Like, it was like, oh, like, that is a specific, like, Korean person. Or, like, you know, like, a specific, like, Japanese-American person. Um, It really was, the attention to detail was so good in the illustration mm-hmm. so so good even from the front cover like i know we talk about cover art so much this year but like the front cover is an illustration of the three girls um done it's sort of like a snapshot it's sort of like a photo that somebody puts on like instagram and you didn't want them to or like you show it like like they'll be like can i post this and you'll be like eh, just on a story not on not on your feed (laughs) (laughs) like it's very candid but you really get a lot of information from everybody's face on it and it really draws you in the setting is so important in this because the whole Mm -hmm. plot is driven by the fact that they all live in this house together in tokyo and the landscape is extremely important as part of the narrative I love with Nao's storyline, there's this balance between familiarity from her early childhood memories and mm-hmm. um, disorientation and, and the sense of being somewhere unfamiliar, uh, just constantly kind of playing with each other and warping. And that's really interesting. But I also really, really love the way she would play with, with scale um, to play with emotion, right? So like the the exact same neighborhood, the same buildings, the same house can feel really cozy and comforting and homey or really isolating and distant um, based on how big she draws it, how small she draws the person, you know. Um, and And the house and the neighborhood really become almost a character in the story. Uh, in a way that's mm-hmm. really compelling. Yeah. Yeah. I love uh, the all the illustrations with food as well. Yeah. I think that was a big thing in this book. Um, and I think, like, traveling in Asia or, like, visiting Asia, I think food is just, like, so important, um, especially in kind of um, one of the ways to show the culture. Yeah. Um, and I think that was a really good, um, th- that was like one of the things that felt came alive on page with the illustrations. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it was woven into different character um, story story arcs really well too. Um, so yeah. I really loved the scene where they all go out for sushi <laughs> and they're yeah. talking about how like sushi is different everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, that kind of 
brings into the language thing as well, which is that mm-hmm. we see what people are saying and we also see what people are thinking. And that works so well in a young adult novel because you get to see what's going on in people's heads in the awkward silences, which I, I love. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But also, I mean, this is a multilingual book. And in mm-hmm. so many ways, I mean, not in so many ways, just in every way, this is a book about being somewhere where you don't totally speak the language all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. As someone who lives in Montreal, I really appreciated that because, like, I live somewhere where bilingualism is a huge part of the culture. And mm-hmm. it was really, really fun to see those <laughs> interactions uh, that I see all the time um, yeah <laughs> so that really yeah, everything, like, spoke to me yeah yeah everything from the like the choice to use the like japanese or korean characters mm-hmm. and then the translation in english underneath it um to like the blurring of the words when you when the character's not understanding like it's like Da, 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 they understand that part and then there's like one word that's like garbled yeah 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 um, and it's blurred out on page and that I thought that was like such a good representation of like oh you're like hearing bits and pieces like you understand bits and pieces of the language being spoken um and to the like when they're all speaking in English um the different like accents yeah um there's a great author's note in there about accents and how um like usually in traditional um, like western media asian accents are usually like butt of jokes and they're not like they're very like contrived um but like in this book like the accents are very much real because it is a part of speaking speaking a different language like your accent will come through um and that's the realistic part of it and i think that was captured so well um because they all speak english very differently um and i thought that was so charming and like if you know like just like reading it like it makes it feel it really seems like they're speaking mm-hmm. to you and you can hear it mm-hmm. um and so that was like a really fun experience i found myself um trying to read the korean yeah <laughs> um, and i read korean very slowly um like i know all the characters can like sound it all out um but like it takes me so long to read it so i was trying to like read it and then like compare it to the English and like see if it was like the same um and um I did kind of give up halfway because I was like I just want to get through the story (laughs) (laughs) it's taking too long um but um but I thought that was really beautiful so it was like it felt very like homey to Mm -hmm. me and just like knowing like I just felt very seen by like the different like play on language and how that either like isolates you or um like makes you feel more connected to your culture Mm -hmm. um i think that was like really apparent in the characters and how they were struggling with um speaking the different languages and having these language barriers um and yeah i felt very seen by that Mm. (laughs) yeah i was gonna ask you actually i wanted to ask you if how like how your Korean reading <laughs> skills are because <laughs> while I was reading it I was thinking to myself 
like when I read something that's in both French and English, I do that. I read them both and I compare them and I sort of translate. And um, my French is not as good as my English, but I, I do okay. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about halfway through the book. Towards the beginning, I was just kind of like letting it all wash over me and just kind of absorbing it, right? And then maybe halfway through, I started to think more critically about about mm-hmm. the way language is being portrayed. And um, yeah. I was thinking like that it must be very interesting to be someone who reads Japanese or Korean and have that experience of reading kind of both the lines and comparing and seeing. Um, yeah. 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 I'm actually just amazed because like a lot, like a lot of Japanese and a lot of Korean was both used in the mm-hmm. book, like throughout the book. And yeah, I, it's incredible to like see that, like <laughs> see that in a, a book like this. Um, so I think that was like really amazing. Um, and like, yeah, being someone who knows like my second language very sparsely but like to have like three languages and I would even say like maybe like four or five like right because it's like the different um like dialect of like the accents used too like that all that is like it's a lot to navigate so I think it's just like masterfully done in one book um, yeah without without getting too like convoluted um so I think I was just I, I really liked how that played out on the page. Um, yeah, the, the language aspect yeah. is really like a third, fourth dimension of the work. Like with the graphic novel, you already have the images and the text, mm-hmm. and then you have this whole other dimension to the story, which like, yeah, I, I, I found it so fun uh, because I live somewhere that is bilingual and that's something that's like really unique and special about Montreal in North America is that like bilingualism is just part of every day I know I mean I already said this but it was just so exciting it was so cool to see that and like and really like feel it and get it and like it reminded me so much of so many of like my college experiences where we would have like a whole bunch of people who maybe all spoke different first languages and had varying levels of English or French and mm-hmm. you just kind of like patchwork the conversation together. Um, yeah. It was so fun. It was so yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, now coming in and bringing in like co- correcting people and being like, no, that's not the word yeah, that yeah, you yeah. <laughs> like that kind of thing it was it's really funny she's like no it's like wow no you wouldn't use that word like yeah. <laughs> you would use this word instead um i loved that it played into the uh one of the plot lines of her and um the boy that she falls yes! in love with um about how like he's like um shy and reserved but also like standoffish but it's because like he's not sure that he can bring anything to the conversation because he's shy about speaking the language yeah even though he's an english major yeah was that the thing yeah, in the book he's an english <laughs> major he's an english major who's really insecure about his english and yeah. i really liked that i really liked his his character because that is how i am with french i like i like speak fine french and i can pay attention to a conversation and i can keep up but like you want me to express myself? I'm I'm just I'm going to choke cuz like I I know all the words but it's very scary. 
Um, and that was really nice and yeah the way it affected the romance was was adorable the fact that like this is I think that's the place where the time limit played out the most satisfying way for me Mm. because there's this little romance where they're they never totally figure it out they they like Mm -hmm. they like each other they kiss they hang out but they kind of never manage to have a conversation Mm-hmm. Um, and then she moves back. <laughs> and it's just like, well, that's what that was. But, like, that's real. That totally mm-hmm. happens. That's a totally mm-hmm. real part of teenage experience, whether or not you go to another country to find it. That and, like, <laughs> God, the, like, the, the storyline of um, Tina getting this huge crush, admitting to it, and getting rejected. Mm-hmm. Was, I mean, yes, <laughs> heartbreaking. But, like so real yeah just just so so real (laughs) yeah um i love the scene where they're so what happens is now um is like okay like i'll tutor you help you get better at english (laughs) and then there's a scene where he's like can you explain what i'm reading and then she does like not a great job and he's like i know that yeah (laughs) just like their interaction it's just like i know that much um that's sometimes how i feel when i'm like when i've like had to explain english to someone yeah like they get it but they just like want it like explained a little bit different and i'm like oh but like my understanding it is of it is as much as yours so yeah well or like sometimes it's an idiom and it's like like they're like no no all i wanted to know was the idiom i didn't need you to explain the concept here right yeah yeah um and who can explain idioms in another language it's just so hard idioms or i can barely explain idioms in my own language my and my mother tongue (laughs) exactly and i'm an english major (laughs) yeah so yes a lot of like charming interpersonal relationships between um all the different characters um, I love that they really have to like lean on each other and support each other um, because like they're the found family in this yeah. book because um, all of them have come from um, I think yeah I think all of the girls have come from places where they felt like maybe they didn't quite belong at what like they would not really call home and so like that all that that storytelling too i think um that element of like finding home what does it mean to find family and to find a place where you belong like that was a big theme in this book um and it was explored in various ways um i love that they all came to japan um with this like idea of like maybe this is where i'll find it um, and they do in this like time, like short amount of time. And um, I think that's really, I thought that was really beautiful. Um, Cause yeah, it's hard to just like leave and go to a different country and not know really the language and the yeah. customs and like having to, but like feeling like that's where you're supposed to be. 
it's such a good demonstration of like the immediacy of youth <laughs> like when you're a teenager <laughs> and there's just like all those big feelings and all those big experiences and everything is big and you do like you form those connections so quickly even if they vanish later like at the time they're so intense and they're so important and like I mean of course like I was thinking about the only time I've been to Asia which incidentally was with you uh this is a very <laughs> long time ago and we went to Nepal on a <laughs> high school trip um mm -hmm. but like and just just how heightened everything is and like travel mm. does that naturally and being a teenager does that naturally and like going off on your own for the first time does that naturally and when you have all of those things together in the same story like of course they're family they like they have they have so many feelings coursing through them of course they all bond and um again also talked about this in the girl from the sea but like I really like this development in stories and I feel like it's especially happening since we're reading the graphic novels maybe just because it's really like works for the format of relatively brief connections relatively time limited personal connections can still be transformative and important mm -hmm. and in fact are a really important part of growing up and I think so mm -hmm. often when we talk to teenagers, when they're going through heartbreak or or when they had a friend breakup or when they're moving away from their friends, we'll sort of be like, oh, well, you know, honey, when you're a grown up, you're not going to be in, in touch with these people at all. Or like, I know this feels really hard, but you're going to make new friends and it's going to be mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. And I I really like this kind of shift where we're now like, respecting these connections and acknowledging mm -hmm. if all of us do this as teenagers maybe it's important and maybe it's valuable and and maybe mm -hmm. we need to like be a little more respectful of those connections i liked seeing that honored i liked mm -hmm. seeing those gap year friendships honored in such mm -hmm. a beautiful way yeah, even if like five years from now, it's just kind of like a fleeting memory. I think it's, it is still like something that will like come up yeah. from time to time. You know, you like look back on it and you're like, oh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> and I felt that way or like I had that experience. Um, I think that the yeah, the open endedness of the ending um where i don't i don't know actually i don't know if it was like open-ended in the way that like you don't know what's like thing it's not loose ends i think yeah. like they're pretty tied up um it's just more of the feeling of like yes and now she like what will she do like yeah. when she goes back home kind of thing like yeah there, like there's that but i think the um i think it is closed off in the yeah. way that like this has ended kind of way um and I do really like that um, choice and in storytelling. I feel like 15, 20 years ago, the ending would have been all of them 20 years from now meeting up as adults because they never lost touch and <laughs> their kids are all friends and they figured it out. Like that was where mm. YA stories were 20 years ago. 20 mm -hmm. years ago, I don't think this would have gotten published by a major publisher, mm -hmm. but... Um, yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> other, for a lot of other reasons. Yeah, too. Yeah. Say that it got past the racism of the publishing industry 20 years ago. Um, um, 
<laughs> or think <laughs> i i think that it would have there would have been that push mm-hmm. to like have the um sisterhood everlasting moment mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and yeah and it and it just doesn't because mm-hmm. sometimes that's just not how these things work <laughs> Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I think we're in a really good time of like exploring like unconventional storytelling and of like not, yeah, things not having to be like neatly packaged in a way that like, oh, like this is what like story arcs should, like the arc should follow. Um, and so, yeah, I think so much of this book is, is that we're like, it's, unconventional different type of storytelling different um like trying different things mm-hmm. within even the graphic novel format and i think that it was a success i think it's like publishers we need more <laughs> oh ex- more like this <laughs> extremely successful on every single level there are these beautiful little moments throughout where you meet a character like a almost a tertiary character but you get their whole background in just a few frames. Ah, mm. it's so nice. <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. nice. And that's something you can do with a graphic novel without it feeling heavy handed or like, you know, because there's mm-hmm. something very like Dickensian about going into the backstory of every secondary character. If you're talking about a novel, like it's like, OK, are you getting paid <laughs> by the word again chuck like <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but when you have the visuals and you can do it in a quick little half page and mm-hmm. just provide all this context yeah it's so nice I, yeah I, that reminds me of one more thing that i really like that that happens in graphic novels i think more is the like play with time too where like you can easily do a flashback and not like have it be like this whole like weird awkward paragraph that you mm-hmm. just kind of like put in or like a whole nother chapter it's just done so seamlessly because you can just really like express that through just like different illustrations on a page different shading different like whatever it is like I love that you can do that in yeah. graphic novels really easily um, and it does and it doesn't take a lot to just like like jar you from the act from the storyline of what's happening um and the same thing with like the perspectives like it's so it's really easy to just kind of be like okay this person is narrating now yeah um and i think like that is something that when you use um like when we have the graphic novel format you can really take advantage of that yeah and do that really well yeah 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 i became because I'm new to this like whole format I'm just like I'm having a little revelation here and I'll be like reading and then I'll be like I'm absorbing information in two ways right now (laughs) just be like I'm absorbing it verbally and I'm absorbing it visually and this is how this story is hitting me and it gets very exciting (laughs) 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 see I wasn't Um, I wasn't supposed to read graphic novels because they were low art (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, no, this is definitely how I also feel when I read uh, picture books. I do that a lot for work. Um, right. And um, the storytelling for picture books is, like, it's just incredible. Like, you can do so much with it. Um, and that, like, I think 
I am just like a believer in that adults should just read more picture books because like it's quite a different type of storytelling that you can and it really does well with storytelling through like emotions yeah um yeah so picture books really do storytelling through emotions really well and like it's very like it packs a punch um it's short but like it really like if if it's one that like really gets the point across i think like it does so it does a lot so i think like similarly to that i think graphic novels get um that same feeling Mm -hmm. across i mean granted graphic novels are definitely like longer um so you can do also more with plot as well but like but it's kind of the same effect where you're like really showing the story visually but also through like the text and it's the combination is something just like so good (laughs) yeah i'm thinking about you saying graphic novels are longer because i have always felt like they are very short comparatively because they go so fast but i guess oh i was like longer than picture books i'm oh longer than picture books there we go that makes more sense it (laughs) is late and i am sleepy Um, (laughs) yeah yeah no picture books picture they're definitely longer than picture books (laughs) they are they are i yes they are definitely definitely longer than picture books i'm really glad that we're doing this series i'm really glad that we're doing this series in a month where we have five uh five episodes because like yeah, I'm enjoying this. This is really fun. And it's been so fun. Like, um, I know I just like I had my kid on last week because I didn't have anybody else to talk to about the book. But like, it's been really fun because this is something that she really loves. She really loves graphic novels. And she um, she's in grade two. She only started reading this year, um, whereas like I started reading when I was like three. Um, so like her experience of reading, of early reading has been very different from my own. And like before graphic novels, she was like really reluctant to read because it was hard for her and she didn't enjoy it. And post graphic novels, her nose is always in a book. She is reading, Mm -hmm. she is always reading if I leave a book out um a graphic novel out like since we've been bringing these into the house I'll look at her Mm -hmm. she'll be halfway through it she's just like she's inhaling them yeah Uh, and I know like I've heard that from teachers and educators and other Mm -hmm. parents before but seeing it um with my own kid is like really exciting and really special because I love reading and I've felt mm-hmm. that, like, beyond just reading with her, which I do a lot, I haven't been able to, like, like, I've wanted her to have that, like, excitement of when reading becomes your own. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, like, I'm very pro-graphic novel right now is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I see this at work all the time. Um, and, and it's always, like, one of my, like, biggest pet peeves when a parent comes in and like says like they can they only read graphic novels and I'm trying to get them to read real books and it's just like oh like there's just so much that happens when you read graphic novel because like like you were saying like you are both taking in information visually and through uh like through the pictures and also through the text like you're reading it as well um and like it does do something different to your comprehension skills like it's it's incredible and like and people 
and kids just love them they just enjoy it they have fun <laughs> um and and a lot of times it is a good like gateway to like reading um because i think like sometimes we just have different attention spans or like just seeing a wall of in <laughs> on a page is daunting um so i think like yeah and um and this is true in YA, but also, like, children's lit as well. Like, the graphic novel, like, the amount of graphic novels that have been published in the last, like, five years has grown. Yeah. Because, I like, people are, like, getting wind of, like, kids really like them yeah. <laughs> and they're reading. And, like, it's a good way to absorb, like, stories and... Um, and you can do fun things with it and like graphic novels are just like so fun um i I love reading them they're they're great (laughs) absolutely and we're gonna keep doing it for the rest of the month and then you will all love them too if you don't already (laughs) um so yeah this was himawari house by harmony becker um, this is also like the the like the like longest one we've done this month, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. getting into something that was like a little more uh, meaty. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really good. It's really beautiful. Highly recommend it. Um, it's coming out in paperback this week, I think, because I tried to order it in paperback and I wasn't going to be able to get it in time, so I have the hardcover. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Thanks for listening to Yeah! If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi, send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at yapodcast, and individually, I'm at tefferbear. And I am on Instagram at the unicorn reads a book that's unicorn with an e if you like the show and want to help us make it even better please consider supporting us on patreon you can get all kinds of great perks including early access to bonus content shout outs guest appearances and more head to patreon.com slash yeah podcast to donate shout out to our patrons katherine reshi kat mcguire lizzie tenhove chantal thomas erica stuchberry megan jane and emmett cameron we have merch Hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get some from the fine folks over at Tee Public. You can also always support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcast, by subscribing on Spotify, and by sharing this episode with a friend. Uh, literally any multilingual friend you have is going to love this. Absolutely. <laughs> Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com. This episode was produced by me, Tefra Jemian, and edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. On behalf of the Canadian people, welcome, welcome to, to the Game Great Podcast. Gay and Grey Montreal is a new social group for English-speaking gay elders from the 2S LGBTQIA plus communities. So it's a good way to at least connect with people. Members share their experiences, memories, and opinions on our podcast. Welcome to our community. I hope you feel well. I hope you feel accepted. And I hope that you can share anything that you want. This is some of my story. And I hope you enjoy it. Oh, I have a great story.
Hi, I'm Anthony Giorgio, host and producer of Queer Teen Podcast. Queer Teen Podcast encourages the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Listen, learn, and love as you get to know the next queer youth leaders of the world. Queer Teen Podcast celebrates, elevates, and narrates how the LGBTQ plus community uses our voices to tell our stories. You can find Queer Teen Podcasts on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else to get your podcasts. And please, please, please subscribe today. And don't forget to listen, learn, and love.